0: Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Blast Burn Radio. I am your host, Jolly by nature, and with me today, as always, are our sweet, sweet gentle princes among men, our fantastic co-hosts Messer Engine and
1: Rohane. Thanks for joining me today, guys. How's it going?
2: I'm letting Rohane.
1: I legitimately don't know how I feel about that intro.
2: Well, I, it was different. It was definitely different.
1: It, it was. It was different. That's yeah. I'm doing really great. How are you doing, Mass?
2: uh it's been a really busy week i am legitimately exhausted and there's no reprieve coming up folks i have uh nor'easter gaming convention and expo uh in orono Maine, this coming weekend not this weekend that we're recording but next weekend i suppose i should say so it's going to be a busy week of work and then work again of a different sort
1: okay then well, at least you're not dead, so you have that going for Man, you, you. you set a low um, bar. <laughs> which I appreciate, because I would be really sad if you were dead, personally. Um, as for my own life, um, as suspected, everything is not only a clown fiesta at my work, but everything is also on fire, uh, due to the updates and changes that we've done, but client is like, eh, whatever, and they're still not turning on overtime, everything's in a backlog, you know that you know that picture, that meme of the dog that we're sitting drinking coffee and everything around it is on fire and it's just saying, this is fine,
2: this is no, fine. No, I don't. And I also that... don't know what a clown fiesta is and I'm very frightened.
1: I work
0: in pharmacy. That dog is practically our, our mascot. Yep. There you go. I'll, I'll have to find you the picture mess. How are you doing, Jolly? Well, my feelings are a little hurt, to be honest, that that you're kind of unappreciative assholes when I say nice words to you. Like, this is why we can't have nice things. And now I'm going to go back to being a dick.
1: (laughs) But what's what's wait, wait. So you're saying that you're not a dick all the time.
0: I'm saying that this is why I'm a dick all the time, because when I try to, you know, be nice and give you a compliment, you have to throw shade at me for it. So now I'm just going to be an asshole to you some more.
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't think the viewers would enjoy it half as much if I wasn't an asshole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm I'm pretty good.
0: Uh, as always, it's been a week since we last got together. Uh, and I don't know about you guys, but it was a, a pretty eventful one for me. Um Again, I know we kind of touched on this, this briefly. I know you guys have been busy, but uh, Mess, Rohane, have you guys had anything particularly eventful in the past week?
2: Um, it's just been a lot of... For for me, it's a lot of work on top of Mythic Portal, on top of an extremely long gameplay uh, week, which we'll talk about a little later, uh, and WoW raiding and just regular life. So, no, like, earth-shattering events, but just a lot of small things altogether.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, I do not lead a particularly exciting or one would even say interesting life. Um, um, yeah, no, I, I really got nothing other than work having a meltdown. I mean, I'm progressing in Pokemon Moon for whatever that's
2: worth. I think you hey! might even finish it by the time we're done this entire series.
1: Uh, That is probably going to be about the time when I do finish it. Yes, that is accurate.
2: Like, we'll finish Sun and Moon before you finish Moon.
0: (laughs) Basically. Well, good. I'm glad that you guys have have had fun. Uh, I had a a really great busy week, both in the the real world as well as in the the poke world, as it were. Um, I put a lot of work into Blastburn Radio this week, uh, which I kind of had to because I started my new job on Friday. So I had to put the work in while I had the time to do it. Uh, New job was good. It's really exhausting. I've been working on my butt at a desk in a call center for the last three years, and now I'm back on my feet in a pharmacy dispensing meds and it's, it's very different and my body does not appreciate the abrupt change, but it's, it's good and it's fun and it's going to get better. Um, in, in Pokemon, I actually got back into Masuda method, uh, breeding for shinies in my Pokemon sun cartridge this week. Um, if any of our listeners are breeders, then you know, these feelings immediately where when you've been out of breeding for a little bit and you get back in, you're just like, this is tedious. This is bullshit. Why am I even doing it? And then you get that first shiny and it's just an immediate rush of adrenaline and it's okay. What the fuck am I breeding next? Um, so this week I successfully bred a shiny totodile. It was jolly by nature, as it were, uh, with egg moves, aqua jet, ice punch, metal claw, and dragon dance inside a lure ball.
1: Um, Very nice.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's dope. Um, I also bred for a shiny Charmander, also jolly by nature, with egg moves, dragon dance, outrage, flare blitz, and dragon pulse. Uh, He's in a luxury ball, the the black ball with the gold band. And that one's actually not for keeps. I bred that one as a belated birthday present for my co-host, Rohane. So that one's going to his cartridge. Uh, It's... It's really addicting uh, breeding for shinies. And the the cool part is, is even the unwanted not shiny babies uh, are really valuable to someone. I was actually, um, I was looking for a specific parent for a breeding project down the road. And I was able to trade away a bunch of my, my rejects from breeding these Pokemon, as well as other ones in the past uh, via the Pokemon trade subreddit. And I made this, this guy from France really, really happy. So that was cool. And I got some good stuff so that I can breed more. So it was, it was dope. Everybody wins.
2: Community interaction. Don't you love it?
1: Yeah, don't you love it when something works out like that?
0: Yeah. Speaking of which, Pokemon Trade subreddit is an excellent, excellent place, particularly if you are dedicated to legitimate Pokemon. I'm not going to stick my hand into that beehive as far as my opinions on. ginning and hacking pokemon no one gives a shit but if you like to breed and you want legitimate pokemon pokemon trade subreddit is a like-minded community and it's a great place to get cool stuff so definitely check them out
1: awesome sauce uh let's talk about Pokémon news. I heard that there is some, but not a lot this week. Is that there right?
0: is there is some um, before we get into the Pokémon news, we do have a little bit of show news to go over, very little, not nearly the segment we had last week. Um the big thing I want to talk to you guys about about Blastburn Radio this week is last podcast recording in episode 8 um We informed you that we were going to be posting pictures of our potential punishment hat of shame uh, on the Facebook for you guys to vote on. And you came through. Uh, We did post our two contenders on the Blastburn Radio Facebook page, uh, and we got a ton of feedback. Uh, While the general consensus among our fans seemed to be that both of these hats are incredibly ridiculous and also amazing, there was a clear winner, a a definite fan favorite, which was everyone's favorite, Doofy Beaver, the Badoof hat um so we will be purchasing said shameful hat shortly and you can look forward to that hideous monstrosity atop the head of the big loser of the red blue yellow series for probably a solid three months of streams cough cough gonna be Rohan. cough
1: uh-huh i'm not out of the running yet yet
0: <laughs> no you're not out of the running but you insulted me when i complimented you so now i'm just gonna talk shit all night
1: fair enough And for the record, that actually, that hat's probably going to be pretty useful because we're going to be streaming heading into winter for uh, season two of Blastburn Radio. And that Badoof hat, as ridiculous as it is, does look like it might be warm. So just throwing that out there.
2: It might be warm if you turn the heat off in your house.
1: (laughs) Dude! I live in downtown Indianapolis. You think we can afford heat here?
0: Well, you're on like the third floor of your apartment building, so you could probably turn the heat off and just live through the ambient heat rising through the floor and the vents. Legitimately,
1: though, that's actually something that we've ran into. We've actually had to keep the AC on because our apartment will overheat
0: i've i've had that too when i lived on second and third floor apartments where yeah you had to have the heat off or the ac on even in the dead of winter because of ambient heat that's a real thing um so yeah that that is the, that is the show news um we have chosen the hat of shame we do need to purchase it last i checked that particular etsy shop was actually temporarily closed uh due to a backlog of orders but we should have it in time for the gen 2 series so please look forward to it are we going to name our hat of shame you know, I don't even know what we would begin to name the Hat of Shame, but if you have a good name for the Hat of Shame, either of you guys or any of you listening at home, please let
1: us know. <laughs> yeah, like, like this is, okay, this is my challenge to all of you listeners for this episode. Leave a, re- a review on iTunes for this episode of what we should name our Hat of Shame. That is my challenge. Okay. <laughs> So now that is our show news, and so now we do in fact
0: have some Poke news this week. Do the jingle.
1: <sighs> do 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 do. Here is the Poke news. Poke news. I genuinely smile when you two do that. It's great. I'm I'm glad that I could make your day. Okay. Um. So first and
0: foremost, we here at Blastburn Radio want to wish, uh. A happy birthday or happy anniversaries to Pokemon. Uh, this week, specifically, uh, this past Thursday, September 28th, uh, was two big anniversaries for the Pokemon franchise. It was the 19th anniversary of the North American release of Pokemon Red and Blue on September 28th, 1998. And it was the 11th anniversary of the Japanese release of Pokemon Diamond and Pearl, which was September 28th, 2006. So happy birthday, Pokemon.
1: Yay. Yeah.
0: Gotta catch them all. All right, so friendly reminder, listeners, um, as we've discussed on the previous two episodes of the podcast, the 20th anniversary event Ash Cap Pikachu distribution is currently live. Uh, You can redeem it right now in copies of Pokemon Sun and Moon using the mystery gift code Pikachu20. Now, again, this code will unlock one of several variants Pikachu depending on exactly when you redeem it. Uh, Currently, as of today, it can be used to unlock the Hoenn Cap variant, which is a Pikachu wearing the same hat that Ash wore during the Hoenn region arc of the anime. Uh, If you want this particular Ash cap Pikachu, be sure to act quickly, however, as it's only available through this coming Monday, October 2nd. Uh, As of October 3rd, this same code can be
1: used to redeem the Sinnoh region cap variant. It's actually not that terrible of a giveaway. The hats look really great, especially on the Pikachus and who doesn't like Pikachonium Z. Um, honestly, the only thing that I wish that would be a bit, a bit easier is if maybe there was some actual like this is what your Pikachu will look like and maybe there is and I just haven't seen it so someone can totally correct me if I am wrong
0: I mean as far as what the different Pikachus look like I mean that media is available online there is no yes unfortunately there is no like disclaimer box when you go to redeem it that says you know this is what it looks like today if you'd like a different one please wait um again Game Freak isn't known for being the the most user-friendly and intuitive in their giveaways like that Uh, But that is information available online. I know that at the very least, you can see the dates and the pictures for all of the event Pikachus on Serebii on their events page. So if you're curious, if you want to look at them, uh, definitely head over there and check them out at at Serebii.net. Now, Rohane, I think that you're the only one of the three of us who has currently redeemed your Ashcat Pikachu. Mess and myself are both waiting for the Kalos variant. Um... Having actually played with it, what do you think of it and the exclusive Z move?
1: So i I actually redeemed it twice. Once on my Pokemon Moon cartridge, and then again on my po- on my wife's Pokemon Sun cartridge because she decided that she also wanted uh, this particular hat. I do really, really uh, like the hat and the model. It it looks silly, maybe a little bit goofy. It looks like what you would expect a Pikachu wearing a hat to look like. Particularly if you think of the Pikachu as like, okay, this is Ash's Pikachu, like from the anime. Um so they really uh did the modeling and the art on it perfectly. Um and of course the Z power is is ridiculous in terms of the animation. Um if you haven't seen it, go check it out. It was the first time I had seen that Uh, particular Z-Power, and it's it's literally like a nuke is going off. It's completely overkill.
2: You know what that means. You are Team Rocket, Rohane. You took Ash's Pikachu successfully. Uh, He's letting me borrow it. That's my hit cannon.
0: I can't talk shit. I took his Greninja. (laughs) Um, Okay, guys. So another friendly reminder, kind of a callback to last week's Poké News. Um, We had discussed the Charizard event distribution promotion through Target in North America. And by the time you're listening to this podcast, that event is live as well. Um, Again, it goes live on October 1st, which is when this episode will be going up. So if you are interested in a free Charizard, be sure to scoop one up from the electronics department of your local Target store. That event is only good through the 14th. Okay. Yep. Um, And then this next one... This event has been going on for quite a while. This isn't new news by any means, but I wanted to touch on it because it's actually finally ending after several months. So we wanted to remind you guys about the Mewnium Z promotion with Pokemon Bank. Uh This exclusive Z crystal gives Mew access to his unique Z move, Genesis Supernova. You can obtain Mewnium Z by connecting your Pokemon Sun or Moon cartridge to a live Pokemon Bank subscription and it can only be obtained once per saved Pokemon Bank file. The event ends on Monday, October 2nd, so if you haven't got yours yet, or if maybe you've been on the fence about whether or not you wanted to subscribe to Pokemon Bank, um, but you do want the Z-Crystal, be sure to subscribe and get that quickly, because it's going to be gone, and we don't know if or when it'll come back.
1: For those of us, Reed myself, uh, who don't know the full details of how Pokemon Bank works, could you just give like a quick 60-second rundown of how it works?
0: Okay, so down and dirty, Pokemon Bank is cloud storage for your Pokemon. Um, you subscribe to it through the Nintendo eShop. It is, I believe, $8 a year. That exact number could be off, but it is a yearly subscription and it's very affordable. Um, You get access to a ridiculous... I think it's 100 boxes, 100 storage boxes of Pokemon. That number might be off, but a lot. A lot of Pokemon storage that is cloud storage. You can move your Pokemon into it. You can pull them back out on the same cartridge or on a different cartridge so you can use it both... To store Pokemon and get them off your cartridge, as well as to swap them between games without actually trading with two different 3DS uh, systems. So it's very handy, especially if you like to breed, if you like to wonder trade, or even just like in your case, Rohan, you and your wife play on the same 3DS system. Um, if you wanted to swap your Pokemon between your games without trading, then that's a thing. I'm sorry, the annual fee is four ninety nine, So it's not $8. It's actually only $5. Um, but yeah, it works with all of the Generation 6 and 7 Pokemon games. So you can connect XY, um, Alpha Sapphire, and Omega Ruby, um, as well as Sun and Moon. And of course, when they come out, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Um, although you can't trade back. So if you take your Gen 6 Pokemon, put them in the bank, take them out to your Gen 7, they can't go back to Gen 6 after that.
1: Okay, gotcha. Thank you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and again, it's something I understand a lot of people are very hesitant to pay subscribed money, even if it's very little on a very long cycle, to Pokemon. Um, but, but if you're going to use it to any degree, Pokemon Bank really is worthwhile. And if you're going to get it, you might as well get a Nifty Sea Crystal. So think
1: about it. I mean, five bucks a year, that's... We're not sponsored by Game Freak, folks. But that's a pretty good deal. Okay,
0: so that was all of our Poké News this week. Nothing new really came up, but those were all things that we wanted to remind you of. Um, Now, obviously, the next thing for us to talk about is going to be our gameplay this week. Uh, So here we are. We are more than halfway through the Generation 1 series. This was, of course, week 5 of the red-blue-yellow portion of our Nuzlocke World Tour. Uh, It was kind of an odd week, all things considered, Uh, Now, we had no gym leader to challenge this week, uh, but we still had a lot of content to get through. Now, as always, uh, Messer Engine was up first, and he streamed on Monday night. Uh, So why don't you tell us about it, buddy? How was your gameplay this week?
2: I was woefully unprepared for the sheer amount of game that I needed to get through. I went live at my regular time, and... I didn't stop streaming until one in the morning Eastern time. And I only stopped because I obviously had to go to bed and go to work. Uh, but I still had three Pokemon that I needed to level at that point. Um, so there was a lot to do, even though we weren't doing a gym leader. So the the first stop was to go to the Rocket Hideout um, underneath the game corner uh, because we were already in Celadon City. So we totally did that. Uh, That building is – it's it's a walking disaster area because anybody who is employed there has to step on these little tiny spinny things that send you in circles from, like, pad to pad, which would obviously result in accidents from anybody who happened to be in there at at any time. And then there would be tons of workman comp claims, and it would be terrible. Um,
0: OSHA would throw a (laughs) fit.
2: Yeah. Um, we made it through that. It wasn't too hard. I tried not to get frustrated because sometimes you're like, oh, I got to get down there. And you hit the pad and you start spending, you go, I picked the wrong one. Now I'm going to have to go in a circle. So I tried really hard to like look before I stepped on things and I navigated it. Okay. I actually got confused for a little bit because there was like one area that I didn't see. And it's where the freaking lift key guy was. Um, and I was like, where the hell is the lift key? I can't find it. Uh, And eventually, I got that. None of the trainers in there really posed any difficulty for us. Uh, We went and fought uh, Giovanni, and Giovanni was a chump. Austin was just like, it's my time to shine. Tanner, it's my time to shine. And I was like, you go get him, girl. And she just stomped all over his face. And then instead of shooting me in the head like any real gangster, he just said, you won't get away with this. I'll see you next time. And then ran away. Um, we got the Sylphscope and headed over to Pokemon Tower. Um, not much of a hike. We had already been to Lavender Town, so it was just fly back over there. Uh, Pokemon Tower is always kind of an odd place because it seems so out of place. Like, the rest of the Pokemon world is pretty, pretty happy and colorful. And then there's just this giant tower of a graveyard. In the middle of town, um, again, wasn't wasn't too difficult. We uh, we used Pierce to just drill peck our way through all the trainers with Gastly's. There, it was not even a challenge uh, whatsoever. It was pretty pretty simple. We had already fought our rival, so we didn't have to do that. Uh, we saved the old man and got the Pokéflute. Um, we headed down south with the hopes of getting that Snorlax and at least putting him in the the computer. But I murdered him by accident. Or I should more appropriately say that Bishop murdered him because that cat is a killer. Um so that was sad. No encounter there for us. Uh and we continued down and this is where where tragedy occurred. <laughs> where tragedy occurred. I've been saying for weeks that when I lost Pokemon it was gonna be something good. Uh and that's exactly what happened i was just breezing my way through fishermen and you know all these dudes with like water pokemon taking an opportunity to level valente who's our jolteon and i was like oh valente got a level like i'll go ahead and switch out who needs who needs experience uh and i was like oh next our cadaver needs experience he's still level 30 and i threw him out into an electrode not really thinking about it and the second i hit the switch button i knew i was like oh god it's going to self-destruct, and that's exactly what fucking happened. And it got down in one hit. And I'm particularly salty about this because that same electrode light-screened all over Jolly during his playthrough. Didn't even try to kill <laughs> kill his Pokemon. Jeez. So, Nyx died a terrible death, and I was very upset with myself because it was entirely my fault. I should have never put poor, frail Nyx into a position where self-destruct could have been used uh, and his weak physical defense uh, was going to be a liability. So then I had to find a replacement for my team because, you know, um, then my beautiful boy was in pieces. He probably didn't even, there was probably nothing left of him. He got hit so hard. I actually released him in Lavender town. It seemed appropriate since considering there's a giant Pokemon graveyard there. Um, and then I started booking out and back down so that we could get to, uh, Fuchsia. Um, the, the slot went to our Ninetales, um, which should really shouldn't be any, any surprise. Ninetales is a pretty solid Pokemon in Gen 1. Um, so we, we put her in there. She needed, Brennan needed some, some leveling, but that got done. We kind of breezed through the rest of the trainers, but good Lord, were there a lot of them. There's so many trainers on the way and they all have stupid birds and coughings and freaking Grimers. So the the bad part about this particular part of the run is everyone knows that I hate Stroud, my Weeping Bell with a passion. I just don't like him. I don't like the Sprout line as Pokemon in general. He's really lackluster against you know the two gyaradoses that i seem to fight every week so he just doesn't have a a place on the squad not to mention he's vulnerable to psychic because everything's poison gen one so i did not have a pokemon that could cut on my way south and all of the grass on the paths to the south and to the west on your way to fuchsia required cut to get to And I was not going to go back and get him just to cut and get an encounter and go back. And that turned out to be a very poor idea because when I got to Fuchsia finally, and it was like 12 something at night and I was like, I am so tired and I have so much to grind. I just want to get to the safari zone and get my encounter. I encountered a Venonat and I could have caught a Venonat on, it's actually like one of the only encounters I could have gotten on those routes. So I looked at it and I went, oh, "Oh, damn it! Maybe it'll run away." It didn't. It didn't. And now Collins, the venonat, lives in my PC. <laughs> uh, he lives in my PC, and nobody likes him, and I don't blame them.
1: So- I like you, Collins. So
2: the the only thing
1: you haven't even gotten a chance to know the guy.
2: The only thing that made me feel better about Collins was watching Jolly stream this week and watch a Venonat almost kill one of his Pokemon. Uh, I thought that would have been justice, but it didn't quite happen. Um,
0: (laughs) It's so fucking weird that in Generation 1, poison and bug are weak to each other. So my gloom was four times weak to bug type. So as weak and bullshit as leech life is, it was a fucking threat.
2: (laughs) It was really funny to watch. But other than that, there was just a lot of grinding. We didn't lose anybody in grinding. Uh, There were a couple of scary moments because we decided to do our grinding against all kinds of fast, deadly Pokemon uh, in a patch of grass right inside Fuchsia City, which has Raticates, Feroes, Doduos, uh, Rattatas, and Spearos. And I think the highest level ones are 29. And Eradicate at level 29 with hyperfang can still really hurt Pokemon with low defense. Um, which is, unfortunately, uh, about half my team. So, uh, we had to be I very, very feeling. careful. Uh, and we were. And that's where we are tonight. We're going in with one short Kadabra, one plus nine tails, and hopefully... Uh, and and obviously my the dodrio because pierce evolved this week that's something i didn't point out earlier when he was murdering ghastlies uh he evolved so he is mean he's or she's mean i should say she is very mean
0: and, and you have a beautiful new baby boy in collins never forget
2: you know what's gonna happen i'm gonna have to bring him with me to the elite 4 it there'll be venom the way.
0: Well, you know, you know, Mess, weren't you just bitching to me uh, off recording that you didn't have hardly anything that could learn psychic? You know who can learn psychic? I
2: do. I do because I just looked that (laughs) up. Uh,
0: Okay, I've got a couple questions for you, buddy. Um, Now, Mess, I know that you initially had mixed feelings about Austin. Um, I know that a lot of that was, was due to move pool. Now that that move pool has gotten so much better, you now have Body Slam on her, you have Surf on her, you have Ice Beam on her, and she is a big girl Blastoise now. She's not a baby Squirtle. How do you feel about her?
2: Um, She is definitely uh, a lot better. Um, Right after Evolution, which happened, honestly, at the tail end of my stream on Monday night, it was... I don't know, twelve forty-five in the morning or something like that. Uh, there's a noticeable difference in her ability to just wreck shit. Not just move pool, but the stat change from wartortle to Blastoise is insane. Um so she's doing work. We'll see uh how, how she operates in the PvP showdown this week. The PvP fight. I I can't wait for, for to hear you talk about Fireball because oh boy, I got to watch your stream and you didn't seem all that jazz. uh. But yes, uh, to answer your question, uh, definitely feeling much better about her in at least the, the main weekly gameplay, but we'll see how she performs in PvP before I, I make a f- final judgment.
0: Okay, that's more than fair. Um, now... There were a lot of potentially great encounters on the table this week. Unfortunately, as we've just discussed, those didn't really work out for you. (laughs) Mess, you you weren't able to really capitalize on that. Um, I know it didn't actually wind up going your way, but if you could go back and change just one of them, uh, which one would you pick, what would you have gotten, and why?
2: So that's a good question. And obviously my answer is colored by the fact that I had just lost Nick's. So, going in a Safari Zone, there was a good chance to pick up uh, a Ride On or a uh, Execute. And having a grass type that's not grass poison and is instead grass psychic would have probably been the best fit uh, for the team uh, if I wanted to clear a slot uh, for a Pokemon that can learn psychic, particularly because you're running some, some water on your team. Uh, and it would be really nice to to have something that could deal with that, and also could dish out that psychic TM. Um, but that didn't happen. We have Collins. We'll we'll try to be tolerant of his I'm a bugness, but maybe not. Maybe I'll just let him go. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's. Oof
0: that's definitely more than fair and exeggutor is, is an amazing pokemon uh, you do still have I, I know you're aware of this but you do still have one non-poison type grass type available on your coming encounter tables so hope is not lost yet if you really want to run a grass type that's not uh week two psychic uh you do have the chance now uh at this point, with where we stand now and with all the shakeups this week, the deaths, the, the new Pokemon, the, the the team roster changes, uh, which Pokemon on, on my team or on Rohane's team worries you the most? Who are you scared of going into PvP this week?
2: Going into PvP this week, not for the future. Uh, this week, I think Siroc is really still the big threat on your team jolly. I mean, the, the TM spread is abusive. Um, It's tanky. It can take a hit. I mean, it's not super duper fast. Faster than it was, admittedly. All that leveling in Diglett's Cave probably did you some good. Um, But I think it's definitely the biggest threat for now. I think that's going to shift again once you uh, have a slow bro with Amnesia. But we'll see how how that goes, um, as for Rohan's team i it's I'll tell you what it's not his pidgeot that i'm that I'm worried about <laughs> <laughs> um fair enough for now, I think i I still need to be able to contend with Spicy Cat, obviously, having Valente on the team makes that a little less scary, but it only knows Thundershock right now, so it's not as deadly too spicy cat as it could have been um but we'll we'll see how it plays out it to answer this question like realistically i I need more data (laughs) i need to see how they actually perform he needs to see the numbers i need to see the numbers and i need to sim them and there just was no time to sim this week so um i guess i'll see in a little bit (laughs)
0: Well, and it's it's funny because, you know, I, I try to do a lot of my strategizing on stream because I feel like I owe that to our audience um, for them to kind of know what decisions I'm making and why and to be a part of that process. But I also have to be a little guarded because I know that you're listening like an asshole and you're going to write down and take notes and shit. So, like, I had to make a point of once I evolved my Pokemon this week not going back into their status so you couldn't pull their stats.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, the... What I have noticed from doing all the simming is the moment when they level up, their stats show. Except for their hit points. Yep. So a lot of times I will watch your stream and then I will just notate on a piece of paper the timestamp of when the final level is. And then I will just go find it on the video later. And if you ever go into your Pokemon list, the HP is there in the main screen without you having to go into it. Um, so that's easy enough to take down. If you go check on anyone, I can get it.
0: You're such a son of a bitch. <laughs> okay, well, that's that's really cool. I'm I'm sorry that you lost Nyx. I really am as happy as I am to not have to face him this week. I'm sorry that you lost him. That was painful, especially for a first death. Um, now, once again, as is the norm, Rohane was up second. He did the bulk of his streaming on Tuesday, um, and... Again, unfortunately, Rohan was coming into this week at a heavy disadvantage. He needed some good luck to start turning that around. And, well, I guess we'll find out how that went. Rohane, how was your
1: gameplay, man? So, in a similar vein as last week, uh, it was pretty solid with a small smattering of sadness. Um, in I'll, I'll kind of go back to it, but I will say that I was... And still am probably more salty at losing my Vulpix rather than what happened this week. Um, but we'll go into that uh, once we get there. So we started off in Celadon City, because that's where we left off. And we headed into the Rocket Corner. Breezed through that really easily. Um, did There were a couple of places that I did have to go back and heal. And actually it wasn't so much go back and heal, but... Rather, it was go back and empty out my inventory and then might as well heal. Just because there's a lot of stuff on the floor. And like, geez, does no one know how to put anything away or organize? Um, went down into the basement. Um, in Pokemon Yellow, you repeatedly encounter Jesse and James, uh, the Team Rocket goofballs. Um, took care of them really easily, really handedly. Uh, went and saw giovanni again same deal just kind of shoved him out of the way and i came to the conclusion on the stream that team rocket has to employ like kids between like the ages of 13 and 16 basically kids that are like too young to actually do serious damage because any real criminal like, would see this 11 year old kid and basically murder them and then chuck them out back in a dumpster, but that doesn't happen. So, um, we got the self scope and we headed over to the Poke Tower. There were a lot of close calls. Well, not so much close calls, but I was. Some of my Pokemon were receiving too much damage for my own comfort, so I just whipped out, uh, Kadabra and murdered everything in the polka tower just absolutely murdered everything saved the old guy got the poke flute headed back to celadon and it was there that i actually took a break um on my break which lasted for about 10 or maybe 15 minutes i was just racking my brains because for route 16 where my snorlax is because i had decided to go the opposite route of where jolly ms did this week Um, I decided to go west instead of east, or south, I suppose. Um, I decided that I would try to encounter and capture the Snorlax. And I was kind of freaking out a little bit because... um, Really, a lot of uh, my Pokemon were still hovering around the low 30s. And the Pokemon that I decided to bring to the table, Mr. Horny, my King, He's the only one with a fighting-type move, Um, and I knew that Snorlax was probably going to be a difficult fight. Um, So, we went into the fight, and um, I was concerned of two things. I was concerned, number one, because Snorlax just hits so hard. I was concerned that he was going to knock out Mr. Horny, or... The other extreme would be Mr. Horny gets, like, a lucky set of crits and just double-kick crits uh, Snorlax to death. But, fortunately, Snorlax is a very tanky person, uh, mon, person mon thing. Um, so, we went through two sleep cycles, so, in my run at least, Snorlax basically went amnesia, sleep, headbutt, and then repeat from the beginning again, um... And it slept twice, and I tried to chuck Pokeballs at it while it was sleeping. Didn't quite work. Um, But we finally caught Snorlax on our fifth, and I think it was actually our last Great Ball. Uh, So that was really exciting and really happy times um, adding him into the team. We named Snorlax Tom Hanks. I still don't 100% sure know why I decided to name it Tom Hanks,
2: but that's what his name is. Because he stars in Big?
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's that's solid, but I'm actually kind of upset with you because you completely glossed over your Pokemon Tower encounter and the amazing name we gave it.
1: Oh, yes, and I do apologize. So going back to the Pokemon Tower, I did get an encounter in there, and it was a Ghastly. (laughs) I named it. Rick Astley never because... gonna give you
0: up never gonna let you down
1: Okay then <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't even I don't even know what to what to say about that never Moving on Never gonna
0: give never gonna give
1: Give you up please, No 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 just just no <laughs> Um so we went Uh, Through the rest of the trainers on Route 16, pretty easy. We went into Route 17, and this is kind of where shit just went pear-shaped. Not completely pear-shaped, but pear-shaped enough. So, uh, we were... Two things to note about Route 17. Number one, there's a few hidden goodies on Route 17 that are really good, such as Rare Candy in the Bush and some other stuff, And unfortunately, I spent a lot of time trying to get those hidden items. Um, And so that was kind of a waste of time, except the rare candy. Who doesn't like rare candy? Um, But we were nuking through the trainers on Route 17 pretty well, trying to space out our Pokémon and get them all evenly leveled up. Um, There were a couple of Pokémon that were at a level disadvantage, and on one of the trainer fights, we were leveling up Radicate, Poofy. So the trainer had two Pokemon that just got nuked by Poofy pretty easily, and on the third one was Weezing. And going into the fight, Radicate Poofy had about three quarters health, and so we did a Hyper Fang, and I think the Wheezing outsped but I can't remember for certain. It it really doesn't matter uh, who had the higher speed. But uh, Weezing used Tackle and brought Poofy down to 50 HP. Um, We did another Hyper Fang, uh, which brought Weezing down to probably about just under a third, maybe closer to a quarter. It was very solidly in the low orange in terms of health. And then Weezing used Sludge. And holy shit, Sludge hurts. Sludge drops Poofy down to 25 health and inflicts poison status. The smart thing for me right then and there would have been to swap into a different Pokemon and just murder Weezing then and there. I was not a smart man. Um, You'll notice, again, this is a common theme when I lose my Pokemon. Um, And so from there... Um, I should have swapped. I didn't swap. I figured, well, Poofy is pretty strong, and, um, you know, I can probably outspeed him with a quick attack and probably murder him, if not crit. That wasn't the case. Weezings are deceptively tanky, as it turns out. And he survived with, like, one or two HP. And unfortunately, just uh, another... Tackle and then the poison, and Poofy's gone. Just, just he lived up to his name. Poof. Um, so yeah, that that kind of sucked. Um, but we brought Tom Hanks into the party, and we continued on Route Seventeen. That was definitely like, like if if Snorlax is the happy balloon of the run. Losing Poofy is popping," said Maloon, and the mood just kind of, kind of like took a slight nosedive there. Not, not too bad, but, um, yeah, that that was pretty, pretty sad because Poofy is is the second Pokemon that we got, um, with Flappy Burb being the first. So I'm really hoping that we don't lose Flappy Bird anytime soon. And he's been really solid for you,
0: too. Like, it's not like he's been, like, an underperforming rat. Like, he's put in work. So that's yeah. sad.
1: And he had yeah, screen. he has... Yeah, he definitely has put in a lot of work. And so we're we're going to be really sad to see him go. Um, But for the encounter on Route 17, we got a Doe Duo. I was kind of hoping for a Doe Drio, because he can show up in yellow. And he has a pretty pretty decent chance rate to show up about twenty percent somewhere between five and twenty five and twenty percent I can't remember the exact number but we didn't um, so we got the we got the do duo and I named him two face um, and then we just continued on through seventeen uh, we hit route eighteen and mr. Horny has decided apparently to take up Poofy's creed and just be like no birds and so the Spiro that we encountered, Mr. Horny was just like, no. And there goes that one. So, meh. um Finished off the last trainers there. No real big issue. And then we went into Fuchsia City. Um, I decided on a whim to go fishing in Fuchsia City. And I caught a Goldeen, named it Nemo. So, sitting in the box. Um, and then we hit the Safari Zone. And before I go into the Safari Zone and how it went, I do want to make a note here, a clarifying note for the listeners. So, at the beginning, when we started Gen 1, we had agreed that the rules for handling the Safari Zone is that we would just throw balls and hopefully catch something. My brain just derped, and I accidentally threw a couple of rocks at my first encounter, which was a Nidoran female. And so... It ended up running away, and then I did follow the rules for the second encounter, and I did catch an Execute. Um, Now, I personally have never actually used an Execute before. I know. I'm sad. So I don't know if it's a good Pokémon or a bad Pokémon, but because, you know, I did fuck up there, I'm actually going to invalidate that encounter and um, just not use Execute at all. Uh, Just in the spirit of, you know, being consistent and clear and, you know open open eyed, I guess. Open sided Words. Words are hard. Um so yeah, we're we're not gonna use the execute it's it's gonna be invalidated. Um but the rest of the Safari Zone went really well. I mean didn't really have any issues, got a bunch of useful items. Got the gold teeth for the old man in the museum. And uh cleared got the rock cleared up and uh grabbed that that lovely, lovely item in there. And, yeah, that's, that's really about it for the Safari Zone. And then the rest was just leveling, which I did this morning, uh, the 30th. At least it still is, September 30th. No one died, thankfully. <laughs> so this was only a one-loss week. Um, at least I ended up in positive points, because we do have points for defeating evil team leader. So... <laughs> yay i'm still in last place though
0: yeah and again unfortunately that gap is pretty large but it's still not insurmountable all it really takes is for you to have a couple of good weeks in the showdown and me and or mess to have a couple of bad weeks in our playthrough and that's still very possible we have hard fights coming up um now rohan um Similar question to what I asked, Mess. I, I know that you also initially had very negative feelings about your, not your starter since you're playing yellow, but your starter in your Bulbasaur, Nebby. Um, you know, but you've kept him in your party. He's now fully evolved. He is a big boy Venusaur now. How do
1: you feel about him now? Um, I can safely say that I don't hate him or even really dislike him I will note that he still does not feel like a particularly strong grass type he feels very mid range kind of just floating by Um, but the flip side is you know I haven't replaced him because I haven't exactly found a grass type better that I like more than him I'm hoping that with him learning Razor Leaf this week, he might be a little bit more of a contender, but at the same time, even in the PvP showdown, he's kind of lackluster there, and even in-game, just because everything is bug, poison, well, not so much poison, but definitely bug and grass type, It it's very difficult for him to shine, um... I'm hoping that changes within the next couple of weeks, uh, but yeah, I, I don't dislike him, but I don't part. He's not my fan favorite either. Like, if I had to replace him, I if I had to go back in time and replace him, I would not have Pikachu die. Basically. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, and that's that's more than solid. Although you do still have an electric type. You did pick up your Magnemite antenna on Route 10, and there is also the power station coming up. So if you really want to run electric, you are going to have some options, thankfully.
1: Yes, this, this is very true.
0: Cool. Um, now, once again, there were a lot of encounters on our table this week. Um, you got substantially more of them than poor mess did. Um, so you have several new, at least potential team members. Um, of All of your encounters and your captures this week, which one were you the most excited to pick up? And are you the most excited to use and, and why?
1: Snorlax, hands down, Snorlax. Um, the reason why is because number one, Snorlax is a big, big, beefy boy like every time he levels up he gets five or six additional hp and that is just really really solid um that coupled with sleep which removes status effects um and a couple other things that that we've done and i i think he's going to be be a very very surprising surprising buddy
0: well, I don't know if I've used the word surprising. Snorlax is undisputably one of the best Pokemon in, in Red, Blue, Yellow. Uh, but yeah, like that's that's definitely uh, a very strong addition to your team. It's one that I would certainly be concerned about. Um, now, a- again, at this point, we we've all had some pretty substantial roster changes in the last week. Um, w- once again, just like I asked mess regarding myself and regarding him, uh which Pokemon on our teams give you fill you with
1: dread? Which ones are you really not looking forward to fighting? Um not a huge fan of Starok. He's his level spread is ridiculous. Um that's the main one against you, Jolly. Against Mess. I'd have to say that his Nitto Queen is kind of one of those ones where and this has happened like twice now where I see the Nitto Queen and I pull out my Gyarados and whoops I forgot it has Thundershock and there goes Gyarados. Um so that's a threat that I always have to keep in the back of my mind. I'm not too worried about Pierce surprisingly um <laughs> this is going to sound cruel, n- n- Mess, but I'm kind of glad that Nix is dead. <laughs> so that's one threat that I don't have to worry about. Um, I really don't know for Mess. I didn't get to check out his stream as much as I would have liked to, so I don't have a full, complete idea of what he's bringing to the table. So, uh, Much like with Mess, we're just going to have to fight each other <laughs> and see what happens. All right, that that is more than fair. Uh awesome. So
0: Once again, as is the normal for us, I was the last to stream. I did my gameplay stream on my normal day of Thursday this week. Uh, And as always, before I dive too far into talking about it, I do want to give a huge thank you to everyone who came out and joined us for both of our nights of streaming this week. Uh, We had a lot of game on our plate to get through uh, coming into the week, but we chewed right through it and we had a blast doing it. Uh, So thank you everyone who was active in the chat and just had fun with us. Uh, Now we came into week five once again with a team consisting of Fireball who was our Charmeleon? Uh Sorak, our top shelf Clefable, Amaretto, the Gloom, uh, Kraken, the s- second-tier Gyarados, far inferior to Rohan Spicy Cat. Uh, we had four Loco, the Machoke, and we brought Rumplement, the Nido King, into PvP Showdown last week. But for our gameplay this week, we actually benched him in the PC in favor of Jamison the Firo. Uh, having a flying type just brings so much utility to the team for the, for the play through that I really couldn't justify leaving him in the bank um Now, we, of course, also started in Celadon, where last week we defeated gym leader Erica and spent a ridiculous amount of time farming coins inside the Rocket game corner. Uh, Now, while we were gambling in there, we noticed a suspicious dude hanging out near a particular poster. We decided to check that out. And to our surprise, not really surprised, no one was surprised, uh, we wound up inside of a secret base of the criminal organization Team Rocket. Uh, We explored the hidden Rocket base and we discussed how, honestly, up until this point in the game, Team Rocket hasn't really done anything wrong uh their operation in mount moon was clearly a legitimate business enterprise they were digging up fossils to sell to collectors and museums like that's how that works and i mean i don't know the tax codes in Kanto, but the local authorities don't seem to mind the casino that they're running out of celadon like these seem like businessmen we're just the asshole breaking in and fucking their shit up uh but we did it anyway uh we made pretty good time through the place i i remember the sliding tile puzzles inside the rocket base and Celadon being way more annoying than they actually were coming back to it as an adult, I guess. Uh, So that was a pleasant surprise for me. Um, We eventually reached... The, the Team Rocket leader, Giovanni, uh, who was surprisingly a man of few words. I don't know if it's all the time that I have put into playing uh, X and Y and having to listen to Lysander go on for like 20 minutes soliloquies. But when I reached Giovanni and he's just like, who are you? Let's fight. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> um, but we made short work of his team. Uh, we used Amaretto against his Rhyhorn. And I forget what his other ground type was that we fucked up. Um, But we fucked up his... He has an onyx, that's right. His onyx and his Rhyhorn got fucked up by Amaretto and we brought in four loco to to beat the shit out of his Kangaskhan. Uh, We picked up the sylphscope, which allegedly will let us see Ghosts. Uh, At that point, we flew back to Lavender Town to see what the commotion is going on in the Pokemon Tower. Uh, Here we picked up our first of many encounters for the week, a Gastly whom we named Hypnotic. Once again, our naming theme being booze. Uh, Jolly in Kanto is an alcoholic, sees liquor everywhere he goes. Uh, So Gastly was named Hypnotic. Uh, We made a good time through the the Pokemon Tower. It didn't really slow us down. Uh, Serac led the way and took on pretty much everything. Uh, It occurred to me as we were progressing through the the pokemon tower that my team really didn't have a ton of good options to hit ghost types most of my strongest attacking moves are normal or fighting type which is a good thing to to recognize Uh, but sarak handled them all very nicely with the combination of thunderbolt and ice beam that good good bolt beam coverage Uh, we chased team rocket out and we rescued mr fuji who of course then rewarded us with the poke flute uh, we then headed south from Lavender Town uh, to Route 12, where the Snorlax was blocking the way. Uh, we used the Pokeflute to wake it up, and it attacked us in a grumpy rage. Uh, we captured our Snorlax pretty easily. I was a little concerned going into this fight. Again, Snorlax is a very threatening wild Pokemon. He can knock shit out. Um, but we just put him right to sleep with Amaretto, switched into Four loco, and used a single submission, which took roughly three quarters of its health. Um, And it's honestly, it's a pretty huge compliment to Snorlax that a stab submission from Machoke didn't one-hit KO it when it was super effective. Like, Snorlax is a beefy, beefy boy. Um, And as such, we named him Beefeater after the gym. Um, Beefeater went in the PC. I'm glad we have him as an option. I don't think we're going to use him Currently, I'm feeling pretty confident about it, confident about our team, as is Sans Snorlax. Uh, From here, we continued south battling all the Route 12 trainers. And yes, as Mess said, going right through that, uh, that... Big bad uh, electrode that took out Nix with absolutely no trouble. It's funny because going through that route, initially my thought was I've got to watch out for that electrode. I've got to pay attention. It fucked up mess. And I completely forgot until he said in the chat, hey, isn't that electrode that just used light screen on you like five fucking times, the one that killed my Nix? So yeah, we had no problem. Um, We did pick up our super rod on Route 12, which was extremely hype. I have been waiting to be able to fish for good water types for the whole series. And we finally had it. We didn't stop here to go fishing. We kept trucking, but I was really glad to have it. Now from route 12 we of course moved on to route 13 to the south which is the the stupid bullshit route with all the the fences and switchbacks where you really only have to take like five fucking steps to progress but you have to wind your way through the fucking maze of trainers to get there i I hate route 13 it is whoever on the design team of game freak back in the early mid 90s thought route 13 was a good idea can fuck right off like seriously that place is garbage uh not a fan (laughs) Uh, We did use Cut to get to the tall grass on Route 13 and pick up our encounter, which was a Venonat. Uh, We're never going to use the guy. We just wanted to make sure we learned from poor Mess's misfortune and got it off of our encounter table for Dupes Claws. We named our Venonat early times because early times whiskey is awful, and so is Venonat, so it works. And at this point, it was getting kind of late in the evening, and again, this was Thursday night. I started my new job Friday morning. I didn't want to go too late. Uh, So I was starting to get a little concerned that we weren't going to get to the Safari Zone. Uh, So we actually skipped most of the trainers on Route 14 and 15. You can cut to get behind them and just skip them all, and we just went ahead and did to make sure that we got at least to the Safari Zone and got our encounter, if not, got all the way through it. Uh, Now, once in Fuchsia, we stopped to pick up the Good Rod from the third Fishing Guru brother, and then we went right into the Safari Zone. And I actually, in hindsight, I felt a little bit bad about that. I've made a point of kind of exploring all the cities and talking to the NPCs everywhere we went. We did none of that in Fuchsia, and that'll probably actually be where we start our stream this week, just so we still get some of that. Um, Now, (laughs) for the Safari Zone... uh, First of all, th- there was some misfortune in that I was constantly misclicking the fucking Safari Ball button. I don't know what it is about the UI in the Safari Zone. But I would just be, like, trying to scroll through the text and fucking Safari Ball fly out. We actually captured a Nidorino that was a dupe that was not a valid encounter because the Safari Ball just popped the fuck out. Um, so, I apologize, guys. Again, he got released on stream because he wasn't a valid encounter. It was just... It's just bad UI, honestly, that it goes straight to the throw ball button. Um, But yeah, that that happened. Sorry. Um, We put a lot of thought and preparation into our Safari Zone encounter. Like, I really, really wanted a Rhyhorn. Um, An Execute would have been a close second as far as what was on the encounter table. And a Chansey would have been amazing as fuck. But at their highest, Chansey has a 4% encounter rate. So I wasn't expecting one. Um after examining the different encounter rates, we actually decided to to get ours right inside the door. We figured that was the the best possible encounter table. But instead of any of those good options, we wound up catching a fucking arena We named her Bombay after the the Bombay Sapphire gin. I, I tried to look on the bright side initially and be positive and go, "Okay, well, Nitto queen learns Body Slam. That's a better move than Thrash because you don't lock in and you have that paralyzed chance. Like this might work. I might use her." She's at a higher level than Nitto Queen learns Body Slam. She will never learn fucking Body Slam. So she's worthless to me. She lives in the goddamn PC. None Damn. of us got anything worthwhile from the Safari I zone.
2: clapped excitedly when you caught it in the arena. Damn.
0: So yeah, salt. Um, now I did make it through the safaris on one try. I was actually pretty impressed with myself. I was going purely off of memory and just going, I think this might be the right way. And I got to the important key items, the the warden's gold teeth and the HM for surf with plenty of time to spare. Um, we of course turned in the teeth to this fiery zone warden and got our strength HM. Um, and at this point we actually still had about 15 minutes left at the time that I had, uh, allocated to the stream. So I figured we might as well start fishing for our water types. Now, this is something that I took very seriously in preparation for this week. I drew a fucking chart, a diagram of where I was going to fish in what order with what rod to get the best possible chance of the encounters that I wanted. So we were prepared for this shit was not remotely fucking around. (laughs) Now, to start with, we flew back to Celadon City. Um, we had already received a gift in Celadon, but no actual encounter. We hadn't battled anything to catch. So we still had an encounter available here. We, fish- we fished... We fished in the the small patch of water in front of the house with the Super Rod, and we received a Slowpoke! I was so hype. This is literally the Pokemon that I have been waiting to encounter since this series started. This is our chosen boy. The one. I named him Glenlivet after the wonderful brand of Scotch. Uh, and then at that point, we flew to Cerulean City and we left to the east, uh, back to Route 10 north of Rock Tunnel. We had skipped that encounter last week when we passed through here. Uh, here, we fished with a good rod and we encountered a polywag, which we have no intention of using, but we wanted it off of our dupes table. And so we got that here. So that was good. Um, we named him Tito after Tito's Handmade Vodka. Uh, we then flew back to Fuchsia City. We went back to the fishing guru's house and went behind it to the little, little pond and fished with a good rod. Where we also encountered a goldine. So we both got Goldines in Fuchsia. Once again, not something we have any intention of using, but we didn't want it to encounter it elsewhere. Uh, so we named her Moscato. Uh, we then flew to Vermilion City, where we fished in the bay with a super rod and we encountered a crabby. Uh, we did capture him, and at this point, I was starting to run creatively dry on boozy nicknames. Uh, we named our crabby Grenadine, which is not booze, but it is used in many, many cocktails. So I considered that to be a close enough compromise. Seems legit. Yeah, um, so we left Vermilion to the north, back to Route 6, where we also saved our our, our encounter previously. We had never encountered a Pokemon here, despite passing through. Uh, we fished here with our Super Rod, and we encountered a Shelder. Uh, now, Shelder is an amazing Pokemon. It is fantastic, but we're not intending to use him Uh, Because we got other great water types that we really want to use. So, Shelter is probably going to live in the PC. Although, I suppose if the worst comes to pass, he is definitely a solid backup. We named him Knob Creek after the Bourbon. Uh, And then, finally, last but definitely not least, we we flew back to Fuchsia City. And we left to the south to go to Sea Route 19. Obviously, we couldn't surf yet, but we could fish. And with our super rod, we lucked into a Staru. Uh, now this this is another super hype encounter, and a Pokemon that I expect is going to make a big impact on our team moving forward. Uh, we named our new
1: Staru friend Bacardi. Now, just to interject in here, the reason why I'm saying "oh shit" is if people remember um, back when fighting Misty, it was actually Star Me. That knocked out my Pikachu in a one-hit KO. Needless to say, I am not looking forward to meeting Bacardi.
0: Bacardi and Cola—they get the job done. Okay, so at this point, we called our stream for the evening because it was midnight, and I went to bed and I couldn't hardly sleep. I was so hype at all of our new Pokemon, and I honestly I had no clue who was getting a spot on the squad moving forward with all these new encounters. Now, again, I started my new job on Friday morning, and it was a very busy day, so I didn't even have much time to think about it during the day. Uh, So coming into Friday evening, I was still just as clueless as I had been Thursday night. Uh, So Friday evening, we, we picked up our stream for the second night, and we spent probably the first 15, 20 minutes just... Strategizing with the chat and talking over our options for our squad. Uh, ultimately for this week, we settled on a team consisting of Fireball, Sorak, Four Loco, Amaretto, Kraken, and we brought in Hypnotic over either Rumplement or Jamison for this week's showdown. Uh, now, I know that I just finished saying that Glenn Livid and Bacardi were both going to be huge for this team, and I am 110% behind that statement. But the way their learn set falls, uh, our level limit of 38 this week wasn't a good week for us to bring them in. Uh, they just, they weren't going to be able to make that impact immediately. Uh, so I would expect to see them show up in next week's showdown, but this week they're sitting on the bench and watching
1: okay then so um in the same vein since you asked us a couple of questions i would like to ask you a question and i'm sure mess probably has some questions for you um so you right now have a lot of good pokemon i would say um, quite a few solid pokemon um kind of sucks that you didn't get anything in the safari zone either um, but if you had to go back and change an encounter, maybe get exactly what you wanted from a specific route, what would that be? Oh, at this r- point. Ryehorn Safari Zone, hands down.
0: Like, if, if I had a ride on, that would be hype as shit. But if wishes were fishes, right? <laughs> Well, you have a lot of fish right now, so. <laughs> I that do have true. a shit ton of fish. Um, sorry, just one other note that I do want to make is the rest of Friday was really just leveling. Um, we didn't take the most direct Route for leveling because we wanted to make sure we got some static XP where we needed it. So we we took kind of a slow route. Um we did use a couple TMs. We finally used our Mega Drain TM on our now Gengar Hypnotic, and we also dipped up to Saffron City and picked up the TM for Psychic and taught that to him as well. Um and all of our Pokemon are now fully evolved. Um so Amaretto is now a Vileplume, Fireball is now a Charizard, um, Both of our trade evolutions, our Machamp and our Gengar, unfortunately the workaround that I had set to have them evolve on stream didn't wind up working, but I evolved them after the stream. So they are now a Gengar and a Machamp. Everyone is in their final form.
2: Very exciting. So, I wanted to chat about your starter specifically because i watched pretty much your entire stream for the week and i watched you grind up fireball in uh pokemon tower and almost get killed a couple times um he's he started off real well for you in this playthrough but after this week it doesn't really look like he's doing much for you how do you how do you feel about that
0: well it's big and it's hype that he's a charizard now for, for a couple of different reasons, um, he's immune to Earthquake, which is something that we're all going to have next week. So for a, a Fire-type that would normally be weak to Ground, to be immune to it, that's big. Although it's yet another Electric-type weakness on our team, and so that's unfortunate. But, you know, give and take. Um, he has Slash in his moveset now, which was no help in the Pokemon Tower because we were fighting Ghastlies, but a fast Pokemon with Slash is always excellent. My complaint with Fireball is that he's really shitty at being a Fire-type. His best fire-type move is Ember. It's still Ember. He's not going to get a better fire-type move than Ember until we're facing Blaine. That's when he's going to get Flamethrower. And that yes. is incredibly frustrating to me, that our fire-type starter, the fire-type starter, fucking Charizard, is such a shitty fire-type.
2: And you can't, I, Again. You can't even make the argument that he's a great flying-type either
0: yeah he doesn't even learn any flying stab like he's he's a great normal type despite not being one and it's just kind of bullshit again i don't hate him he's definitely not my favorite and you know depending on the encounters i get next week he might get benched i don't say that lightly and things are gonna have to fall perfectly for me to consider that but if they fall perfectly fireball might give up his spot on the squad
1: so is it is it safe to say that you kind of feel about Fireball, how I feel about Nebby, just for different reasons where you don't really like him, but at the same time, you know, you don't not dislike him? Yeah, I I mean again it's it's ultimately it's not
0: it's not Fireball's fault that he was given a really shitty Gen 1 moveset. Uh or or rather the level spread. Like if if they even if they reversed the level up learning of slash and and uh, flamethrower, I would probably be perfectly okay with it if if he didn't learn flamethrower until the mid 40s, or if he didn't learn slash until the mid 40s, and he learned flamethrower in the early 30s. But it's bullshit that Mess's nine tails knows flamethrower and my Charizard doesn't.
1: <laughs> that's that's a fair statement. Yep, I have one last question for you. Uh, mess, did you want to go first?
2: Uh, I was just gonna ask him, um, I think I know which Pokemon he's afraid of on my team, but I'd like to hear it from him. So,
0: <laughs> All right. Um, so it's so same question then for me as far as what I'm nervous about facing from, from you guys. Um, I think this week it's still Kowal from, from you mess i in the future i'm very concerned about valente because valente is going to get thunder and i'm bringing a lot of water types into my roster but those water types aren't there yet my my electric weakness is not as overpowering as it's going to be in later weeks and valente still only knows thundershock admittedly it stabbed thundershock from a very fast and thus crit happy pokemon but it's still just thundershock whereas Koal on the other hand is a tanky phenomenal beast and has thunderbolt as well as ice beam un- under its belt. So so Kuala is definitely still fear worthy. Um, and Austin is no slouch either. Again that that particular move set along with Kual- uh, along with Austin's stats make it something to to be be wary of. We'll put it that way. Um, for Rohane, I mean, Fake Kitty is nothing to sleep on. It, it's an Alakazam now. It's faster than. Anything either of us are running bar possibly Valente is I think the only thing any of us are running that might be faster than fake kitty and it, fake Kitty's going to hit like a truck. So I'm not sleeping on it. Um, but of Rohan's Pokemon, I'm probably most worried about Tom Hanks. Uh, even though I have a solid check to Tom Hanks in my good boy for Loco, Snorlax is just scary. Like Snorlax is always going to be scary and threatening. Pretty solid answer, I'd say.
1: Um, my final question to you is, now that we're kind of nearing the end in terms of our encounter tables and what we can get, we only have a few few places where we're going to be able to get Pokemon over the course of the next, I'd say, two weeks. What Pokemon are you most hopeful or most excited about potentially getting? Huh. Huh. Well, I know you didn't you didn't ask this question to either of us so Well, I'm trying to
0: decide if I can legitimately answer it without compromising
1: myself. Um And if you, if you don't want to, that's that's totally fine. No, A no, bit that's That's suspense never hurt. <laughs> no, it's it's fine. Um
0: I think I mean, Victory Road has a lot of good encounters, including I'm pretty sure Victory Road would give me a second chance at a Rhydon. I could be wrong about that, but I feel like Rhyhorn or Rhydon is a possible encounter in there. I know Graveler's in there, and I would love to have a Rock-type. That said, I don't know if I'm going to be making any team change-ups that late. So that might just be too little too late. Um, there are a couple encounters in the Pokémon Mansion on Cinnabar that I have my eye on. So... Yeah, we'll we'll see what comes out of there. Um, I will say that if anything is taking Fireball spot, it's coming out of Cinnabar.
1: <laughs> and as a note, you actually, uh, on Victory Road, do not have a chance at getting a Rhyhorn.
0: Oh, there you go. I must be thinking of a
1: different yeah. generation then. I, However, I do. On Cinnabar. Oh, well, there you go. dun 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 dun
0: all right, then, all right, so yeah, that was our gameplay this week. uh now, I didn't suffer any deaths, thankfully, which has allowed me to narrow that gap in points between myself and mess just a little bit uh, but both of my co-hosts have, and they were they were painful deaths this week. These weren't just slouchy boys, these were good good boys that we lost uh so so gentlemen let's let's start with you mess since you played first, do you have a few words you'd like to say for your dearly departed beloved?
2: yeah. Nix, you know when I saw your your sleepy ass out in the grass north of Celadon City, I thought to myself, Man, that's a Pokemon I could really drug and capture. And that's exactly what I did. And you you took it like a champ and evolved into a big boy with spoons and you murdered Erica's grass Pokemon because you're just mean and I made poor choices. <laughs> I sent you out against what is essentially a living grenade and uh you died unsurprisingly. Um I will take this lesson to heart because your brothers and sisters don't deserve that fate. I'll miss you.
0: Nix, I'm I'm happy that I don't have to fight you this week, but I'm sad that we never got to see you in all of your two-spoon glory. <laughs> may may you may you rest at the table where Sir Burb holds up his gauntlet.
1: Oh, poofy. Hoofy, you were you were my second baby that I caught. And the third addition to the team overall, and so seeing you go, it it really, really does hurt quite a bit, and um we're we're really gonna miss your hyperfang bitey feisty nature. Uh so sit next to Cerberb and nibble on him a couple of times. Show him what's what.
0: Poo- Poofy, your hyperfang made us no fear. Your enemies trembled before
2: you. And I still don't know how you cast ice beam. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Is, is that going to be the overarching theme of this entire run? Is R- Rohan uses incredibly valuable TMs on questionable Pokemon and then kills them?
2: Yes. Maybe
1: just for I this think we're generation. At,
2: we're after five weeks. We have enough examples that I don't think that anything is going to overtake that by the time we end. I
1: don't know. I did teach a TM to one of my Pokemon this week.
0: Yeah, whatever you... Oh god, did I, did I miss something on your stream this morning?
1: It was done off stream.
0: Uh oh, you can't do something off stream and then also not talk about it. That's shady.
1: It is shady, so I'll tell you now. I taught Tom Hanks Hyper Beam. And you're, you're going to say, why would you do that? Tom Hanks knows Hyper Beam, but that's not until 56. So basically towards all the way to the end of Gen 1. And I wanted that now. So there you yeah, go. That
0: wasn't a questionable decision at all. That, that's legitimately terrifying.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, F my life. <laughs> this is gonna be awful
1: going into our Pokemon showdown fight okay
0: yeah so I guess with that being said now we have to actually look look death in the eyes uh, it is time for our showdown it is time for us to fight
2: let us fight I'm, I'm terrified All- <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, guys, now now, last week, Mess was, of course, dominant in our PvP showdown, taking down all comers and earning a big, big 50 points, consolidating his lead. However, due to the death of poor Nick's, that lead has shrunk once again. Uh, we're coming into tonight's showdown with Messer Engine still leading with 250 points, uh, myself, Jolly by Nature, in a close second with 225, and Rohane bringing up the rear with 135. Now, as has become our custom, when we have a big winner... They must defend first. So Mess, you're up, buddy. You're on the stick. Uh, Rohane, I took him on first last week. Do you want to go first this time? Yep,
1: let's do this.
0: Okay, ladies and gentlemen. So today we are bringing you a very exciting match. This These teams are really starting to come together and get legitimately threatening. Uh, so once again today in the blue corner, we have our reigning champion from last week, the well-oiled machine himself, Messer Engine leading in with Kowal, his ace his best girl his level 38 middle queen in the yellow corner we have uh, our dragging behind uh, the the small fry the underdog of this challenge but don't count him out yet yet he has some very threatening pokemon it is our good friend rohan and he is leading with tom hanks his very threatening new snorlax uh gentlemen are you ready yeah yep okay let us begin let us fight Okay, Koal should go first, there is very little that is not going to outspeed a Snorlax, so let's see what move Mess leads with first. Okay, and Koal going right into the Body Slam, probably hoping for that Big Big Paralyze, does not get it, however. Tom Hanks, not wasting any time, goes right into Hyper Beam, dealing 66% damage to Koal, however, because it did not KO, Tom Hanks must now recharge. Koal going back into Body Slam, which crits, dealing 34% damage, to tom hanks uh does not get the para once again and tom hanks spins the turn recharging from hyper beam and both our competitors are in yellow let's see what happens next koal going into submission trying to take out tom hanks unfortunately it misses tom hanks goes back to hyper beam which does ko koal and because it ko'd it does not need to recharge this turn koal is down of course and tom hanks is still sitting at 46 percent health in the yellow but still very much alive and kicking And Mess is going to bring in his Ninetales. Mess, I'm not actually showing a nickname in Showdown. What is your Ninetales' name? Brennan. Brennan. Ninetales Brennan. Uh, So Brennan goes into Confuse Ray, confusing Tom Hanks to Snorlax, and that Confusion pays immediate dividends, Tom Hanks hitting itself in Confusion, down to 33% health. And... Brennan going into Flamethrower, Oof. almost taking out Tom Hanks, not quite. However, once again, the confusion lands. Tom Hanks hits itself and knocks itself unconscious. The Snorlax is down. And Rohan sending in Spicy Cat, his Gyarados, which is, of course, very threatening for the fire-type Brennan. Okay, and Brennan switches out in favor of Valente, Messer Engine's Jolteon, valente having to eat a surf on the switch which deals 37 percent however spicy cat has got to be afraid of that stab thundershock and he certainly is he switches immediately out into mr horny the King, which was an excellent play valente did go for the thundershock which mr horny is immune to and mess switching out valente saving him for another day switching into austin his blastoise uh, mr horny went for the water gun which of course is not very effective to blastoise only dealing four percent health and Mr. Horny switching out this time in favor of Nebby. Oh, Mess had a very good prediction there, however, and went for the Ice Beam, which was a crit and hit Nebby for 62% of his health. Okay, and Mess stayed in with Austin. Nebby went for the Mega Drain, which also crit, dealing 56% and healing for a very big chunk. Uh, Austin goes back to the Ice Beam, dealing 37%. They are both in the yellow. Austin with 40 and Nebby with 28 Okay, Austin coming back out in favor of Brennan the Ninetales. Uh, Nebi going back to Mega Drain, however, not very effective on Brennan, only dealing 5%. And Nebby coming out in favor of Fake Kitty... The Alakazam, which is a very threatening offensive Pokemon, Uh, Brennan going for the Confuse Ray, and Fake Kitty is confused right off the bat. Okay, Fake Kitty fights through the confusion and uses Psychic, dealing 40% to Brennan the Ninetales, Uh, Brennan returning with Flamethrower, dealing 31 Okay, and Fake Kitty is coming out in favor of Spicy Cat the Gyarados. Uh, Brennan the Ninetales going back into the Flamethrower, which is, of course, not very effective, dealing 13% damage to Spicy Cat. Oh, and Brennan stays in and outspeeds, going for the Confuse Ray, landing Confusion on Spicy Cat the Gyarados. However, Spicy Cat does fight through the Confusion, use Surf, and takes Brennan out entirely. The Ninetales is down. Mess sending in Valente, his Jolteon, Uh, Once again, and once again, Mess bringing Spicy Cat right back out and switching into Mr. Horny. This time, however, Mess had a good prediction, went into takedown. However, Valente is not very physically threatening, only dealing 16% to Mr. Horny and eating a little bit of recoil. And Valente coming right back out in favor of Austin. Mr. Horny goes for the Horn Attack, which is a critical hit. Austin lost 32% and is down in the red at 8% health. And Mr. Horny goes for Thunderbolt and makes it official. Austin is down this is starting to snowball for poor mess okay and mess going into pierce his dodrio which is a very fast and offensively threatening Mon. however it has to be afraid of that thunderbolt coming from mr horny and pierce going for that stab try attack which does 40 percent health uh mr horny returning with the thunderbolt dealing 47 so pierce is slightly healthier than mr horny however mr horny is hitting harder And Pierce going back to that Tri-Attack, probably hoping for some good, good status, uh, which deals 39% leaves Mr. Horny in the red. However, Mr. Horny goes back to Thunderbolt, gets a better roll, and takes Pierce out entirely. And Mess brings out Bishop, his Persian, which is a fast, hard-hitting crit machine. And Bishop goes right to bite and takes Mr. Horny down. This is still anyone's fight, folks. Mess has some very fast, very hard-hitting Pokémon left. And Rohane going back into his Alakazam Fake Kitty, which is very threatening. I'm curious to see who will outspeed here. And Fake Kitty the Alakazam does outspeed with Psychic dealing 50% to Bishop and dropping his special. However, Bishop once again is a beast going back to bite getting a crit and taking fake kitty out entirely almost 70% health one hit gone and rohan bringing out flappy burb his now fully evolved pidgeot and bishop does outspeed goes for bite does not crit only deals 29 however it does get the flinch and flappy burb does not move bishop back to the bite once again no crit uh deals 25% health Flappy Burb does the double edge dealing 49% leaving Bishop living on one health eats a little bit of recoil is down to 35%. And it does, however, get the quick attack off and Bishop is down. Holy shit. Bishop. Valente's back out. However, still has 58% health is very fast and is super effective against two of Rohane's three remaining Pokemon. This battle could still potentially go either way. And Flappy Burb goes for the quick attack, uh, dealing 23% health to Valente, taking it down into the yellow. Valente, however, goes for that good, super effective Thunder Shock, taking Flappy Burb out. Thunder Shock, excuse me. Uh, Rohane going back into Nebbi, who is at 31% in the yellow. However, I'm not sure what Valente has to hit the Grass type. And Valente goes back to the takedown, dealing 17% damage to Nebby, taking him down into the red. However, Nebby goes to for Razor Leaf, which crits and takes Valente out. Rohane has
1: won the match. Good game, sir. Good game. Holy shit. I Legit, I was worried when Bishop flinched. I thought he was going to start snowballing
2: flinches
0: that one legitimately could have gone either way until the very last turn. That was an excellent match guys. Good job. Um, so once again, as has become our custom, the loser does give up the stick. So Rohan, it looks like me and you are up next. Uh, mess buddy, you ready to take over? Yep. All right, guys, let's do it.
2: All right. So we're taking a look at Rohan versus BBR. Jolly. BBR Jolly's actually going to start off with Hypnotic, his brand new Gengar, who just joined the team. And no surprise, Rohan, big fan of Tom Hanks, is leading with him. Are you gentlemen ready to fight?
0: Let's do it. Yeah, let's you go. You may
2: begin. So Hypnotic went ahead and used Confuse Ray, and Rohan switched out into his Alakazam fake kitty. But he is confused. Jolly switches out into Fireball who eats a Psychic from Fake Kitty immediately, dropping down to 57%. Rohan switches into Spicy Cat, but gets hit with Slash, bringing him down to 73%. The Battle of Dragons, folks. All right, BBR Jolly switches into Amaretto, the Vile Plume, uh, who ends up taking a hit from Surf, but it's not really effective, bringing him down to 85%. Rohane switches into Fake Kitty... Amaretto uses Sleep Powder. Fake Kitty is sleeping. And they're still trying to decide their moves, folks. Sleep is no joke, and Fake Kitty isn't exactly sturdy. Jolly switches into Fireball. Fake Kitty stays in and stays napping. Rohane switches back into Spicy Cat. Fireball goes ahead and slashes, bringing it down to 43%, and that was a crit. Spicy Cat is at 43%, Fireball at 57%. Jolly switches into Ciroc, just in time to get hit with a critical bite from Spicy Cat, bringing it down to 59%. Rohane goes ahead and sends out Tom Hanks, who eats the Hyper Beam, bringing him down to 59%, but now Siroc must recharge. Tom Hanks returns the favor with the Hyper Beam, knocking Siroc out. Jolly sends out Hypnotic. Tom Hanks looks undeterred with his arms over his chest. But he is now confused, and Tom Hanks hurts himself in confusion, bringing himself down to 46%. And we have gained a viewer. Hanging out here and uh, watching turn 12. Oh boy, so Rohan switches into Nebby, his Venusaur, but gets hit with Psychic from Hypnotic bringing Nebby down to 55%. That poison type showing that it's a real liability in Gen 1. And Mustard Seed, our viewer, th- cannot seemingly decide whether he wants to stay in or not. Hypnotic goes ahead and uses uh, Psychic, and Rohan switches into Fake Kitty, who is still asleep, but is now at 80%. Jolly switches into Fireball, Fake Kitty stays out and stays napping. Rohan switches into Spicy Cat. Takes another Slash from from Fireball bringing it down to 15% and another slash from Fireball takes out Spicy Cat. Who will Rohan send out next? Tom Hanks returns for another bout. Jolly goes ahead and sends out Hypnotic once again. Tom Hanks takes a nap and restores all of his health but is sleeping. Hypnotic leads with a Confuse ray for when Tom Hanks wakes up. Seems like everybody's confused because no one's taking any actions. Tom Hanks is swapped out for Mr. Horny, who gets hit with a gets hit with psychic, Christ. and is dropped by a critical hit in one blow. Who will Rohan send out to replace the now down Mr. Horny? Fake Kitty is back on the field, still sleeping at eighty percent. Jolly puts out Fireball. Fake Kitty stays sleeping. Please just wake up. A slash critical from Fireball brings Fake kitty down to 18%, and he is still asleep. Still asleep, and this is it for him. Another critical slash from Fireball. Tom Hanks, still napping, is sent to the field. A slash crit from Fireball brings him down to 71%. Another slash crit from Fireball brings him down to 40%, but the Hyper Beam takes Fireball down leaving Tom Hanks at 40%. Jolly sends out 4Loco, a very solid counter to Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is brought back, and Nevi is brought out, and who resists that low kick from 4Loco. Nebby at 42%, 4Loco at 100%. Jolly sends out Amaretto, who eats the Mega Drain on the swap, but obviously doesn't do too much in the way of damage. Nevi is at 43%. Flappy Burb has been sent out, uh, gets status with uh, Paralyzed from the Stun Spore from Amaretto. Uh, So Flappy Burb will not be flapping very fast. Jelly switches out into Hypnotic. Wing Attack brings Hypnotic down to 77%. The first blow landed on Hypnotic all night. Confuse Ray from Hypnotic puts Flappy Burb into confusion, but it does not matter Flappy Bird does another wing attack and brings Hypnotic down to
0: 52%. Of course, this damn bird gets through parafusion. Why would it not?
2: Hypnotic uses Psychic, uh, brings Flappy Bird down to 73%, but Flappy Bird drops the confusion, wing attacks one more time, bringing Hypnotic down to 29%. Hypnotic uses Confused Ray one more time, but Flappy Bird will not be confused, brings Hypnotic down to, Go, Flappy to Burb! 7% with wing attack. One more time. Another psychic from Hypnotic brings Flappy Burb down to 45%, ends its confusion, and allows it to wing attack Hypnotic to death. Four Loco is sent out to challenge Flappy Burb, who promptly drops rocks Rip. on its head, and uh, Flappy Burb is down. Uh, Tom Hanks returns to the field, Four Loco kicks him in the face. Good game, buddy. And all Rohan has left is Nevi who comes to the field ready to fight at 43%. Mega Drain does 17%, bringing down 4Loco down to 83%, but 4Loco uses strength and pushes Nebby back down to 24%, despite the health gain. A Razor Leaf critical hit brings 4Loco to 38%, Before loco uses strength and wins the battle.
1: I should have used more Razor Leafs instead of Mega Drain when I had Nebby out. Good game, buddy. Good game oh
0: man that was (laughs) that was kind of a nail biter but i'm oh man that was good so i won that one so we are now rohan is one and one on the week i am one and oh and i still have to take on mess So mess buddy you ready to fight i am
2: i don't think you're gonna have too much trouble that uh that gengar pickup was really clutch for you in that fight
0: yeah it it certainly was i'm not complaining rohan are you ready sir
1: Yes, we are ready. And, folks, if you are ready, here we go. Over in the red corner, we have Jolly by Nature with his Gengar. Did I do it right this time, folks? Yes. Ah, I am playing red, that is correct. Hooray! So, we have Jolly by Nature starting off with his level 38 Gengar, Hypnotic. And over in the blue corner, we have Master Engine with Wall 38 Nido Queen. Gentlemen, are you ready? Let's do it.
2: Dude, yeah, yeah,
1: that looks ugly. <laughs> Let us fight! And so, on turn one, right off the bat, uh, Messer Engine pulls out Kawal and brings in Nine Tails. Hypnotic goes for a hypnosis, but the attack misses. That status.
2: That status.
1: All right, and <laughs> it, we have a mirror here, folks. Turn two, Hypnotic uses Confuse Ray on Nine Tails. Nine Tails does become confused. Uh, Nine Tails returns the favor with its own Confuse Ray, and Hypnotic is also confused. And with that, uh, Jolly pulls out Hypnotic and sends out Kraken, his Gyarados. Ninetales uses Flamethrower, but the Fire-type move does not do much damage against the Water-type defense. Kraken only loses 13%. Okay, and Ninetales gets pulled back from Messer Engine in favor of Valente, his level 38 Jolteon. Uh, Kraken anticipates this and uses Dragon Rage, and so Valente loses 37% of its health, bringing it down to 63%. Okay, so... Uh, Kraken gets pulled out. Amaretto goes in for Jolly, and Jolly has it's a vile plume. Uh, nine tails, I apologize, not nine tails. Valente uses Thunder Shock, and not very effective against the Grass type. Amaretto loses only six percent health. Valente gets pulled out in exchange for Bishop. Messer Engines Persian and Emeretto, the Vile Plume, uses sleep powder. Bishop is now asleep. For Loco is now brought out for Jolly in exchange for Emeretto, and Bishop is still snoozing away. He's having a little cat nap. We're on turn 8 right now. Let's see what happens.
0: If I anticipate this turn wrong, I'm gonna be so
2: pissed. I honestly don't know what to do. There's a lot of uh, cross-vulnerability um, on my team. Uh, so I'm forced into a lot of swaps I don't really like.
1: Okay, and the swap that uh, Mess uses to do is to bring out, pull out Bishop in exchange for Austin, the Toys, And 4Loco uses Rock Slide, which is a critical hit. Austin loses 44% of his health. That Her is not half.
0: the move I was expecting, but that was a good one. Good job.
1: So, Austin is at 56%. or Loco is still very healthy at 100 Okay, Hypnotic comes out for Jolly. Austin uses Surf, and Hypnotic loses 26% of its health, showing that uh, Hypnotic is a very beefy ghost. Hypnotic uses Confused Ray. Austin becomes confused and hurts himself in his confusion. And uh, lots of back and forth going on here. Hypnotic uses Mega Drain, super effective against Austin because it is a grass-type move. Austin loses 25% of its health. Austin still remains confused. Austin returns fire with an Ice Beam on turn 11. Doesn't do a whole lot of damage, only loses... Hypnotic only loses seventeen percent, bringing it down to seventy-one. Austin looking a little dead right now at twenty percent.
0: Also, that Blastoise sprite is fucking dope. It
1: really is, though. All right, turn twelve. Nine Tails comes out. Hypnotic uses Psychic and it's a critical hit. Nine Tails loses forty-one percent of itself. And uh, Hypnotic uses Confuse Ray, and Nine Tails hurts itself in its confusion. Hypnotic really going for MVP this time around. Uh, Hypnotic uses Psychic again. Um, does this time only 25% of its, of Ninetails health. Uh Nine special falls and it still remains confused and it hurts itself in its confusion. So Nine Tails is now at 6%. Did I really
0: consider not using the Skingar on my team?
1: <laughs> Alright, and Nine Tails goes down to the last Psychic on turn 15 pierce now is brought out uh messer engines dodrio ah wow and on turn 16 pierce comes out from left field with a hard hitting drill pack we see why mess used uh pierce throughout the poke tower uh, during the gameplay a use returns fire using a confused ray pierce is confused Hypnotic sitting at 7% health. Okay, Hypnotic is uh, taken back in and out comes Kraken, sitting at 87% health. Pierce is at 81% health. Okay, Pierce snaps out of confusion and uses Tri-Attack against Kraken, dealing 40% damage. And then Kraken returns fire using Surf, Pierce loses 48%. Another tri-attack comes from Pierce, and dropping Kraken down to 4%, Um, however Kraken again uses the Surf, Pierce loses the last 33% of its health and faints. So Jolly right now has two very low health Pokemon. Uh, Austin comes out, Austin's at 20% health, staring down this still very deadly Kraken, However. Kraken the Gyarados uses Dragon Rage and that flat 40 damage is enough to take out Austin. However, Kowal now is brought out for mess. Well, time to find out if I outspeed Kowal. I do not outspeed Kowal. (laughs) No, you do not. Kraken faints to Kowal's body slam. One down, five to go.
2: Yeah, that chance.
1: And Serac has brought out that sweet, sweet Clefable that Jolly has. Is Serac
0: finally going to get to go ham?
1: Yes! And Kowal tries to use submission, but misses. Siroc, however, uses Ice Beam, super effective against the Poison Ground type. And Kowal loses 35% health. Body Slam comes out from Kowal, only doing 21% against Serac. Serac, again, uses Ice Beam, but ain't broke don't fix it, and Kowal is now sitting at 30% health, Sorok is at 79%, ooh, heavy hitting submission uh, from Kowal, dealing uh, 49% damage, however, Sorok uses Hyper Beam, and Kowal loses 18% and faints, and of course, uh, that Hyper Beam, since it knocks out Kowal, lets Sarak go again, And out comes Bishop who is still sleeping and Sirok uses Body Slam on turn 25. Bishop lost 35% of his health. Bishop needs to wake up but that's not happening because Ciroc uses Hyper Beam again and takes out uh, Bishop entirely. Now out comes Valanth and Valanth uses Thundershock. I another Hyper Beam from Sirok. just chain going one after another. Rock is the victor. Messer engine crushed. Is defeated. Good game, sir. Jolly has won his second fight.
0: Good game, buddy. All right, I did. I did not expect that to be the, the way that that was, but wow, holy shit! Okay, so after dominating last week's PvP showdown, poor Messer engine came up without a win tonight. Rohan went one and one, and. I went two and oh, so that actually, that means that we've had a change in the leaderboard with the addition of 50 points. Myself, Jolly by Nature, I am now in the lead with 275. Mess had no net change, so he is still sitting now in second place, 25 points under with 250, and Rohane is still bringing up the rear, but a little better off with a points total of one hundred and sixty.
1: Alrighty, nice, nice, nice.
0: It's about time we had a change in leaderboard. Mess has been sitting pretty in the front for like four weeks in a row.
2: It's true. I was completely outclassed by the two of you today. Like, absolutely 100%. I got one Pokemon down on Jolly, and <laughs> I uh, I took down quite a few of uh, Rohanes, but it was from behind. Um, and there was no, like... I didn't really feel like there was an actual chance I was going to pull that off. Uh, I'm just, my pride feels better that a couple more Pokemon died before, uh, before I lost.
0: Now, I disagree. That Your match with Rohane was, that was a nail-biter. That one legitimately could have gone either way. You could it have was.
1: won that one. It legitimately was something that I was kind of dreading going into, because Pierce is no joke. Well, and, and Bishop
0: didn't crit once against Flappy Bird. If Bishop had kept critting, that would have been it.
2: No Slash yet.
0: It's coming, though. It's coming real soon. And that's that's another thing. Don't get too discouraged, buddy. You have a... L- really, after this week, aside from Victory Road, all the encounters open up. So if there's something you want, you can go for it.
2: Tis true. Tis true.
0: Okay. Well, that was our showdown and that pretty much wraps up week five. So now it's time for us to look forward to week six of our Nuzlocke challenge. Now, if, if week five was the week of no gyms, then week six is going to be the week of all the gyms. Um, our competitors will be wrapping up any remaining business that they have in the Fuchsia city area before heading back north to the the little city in the middle that we haven't had access to yet. uh, Unless you remembered to bring the guards some water uh, Saffron city. Uh, It has been close to us up until this point. However, they have some very thirsty guards at the gates. And so if you bring them some delicious beverages, uh, they will go ahead and let you through Uh, once inside Saffron, we'll get the chance to take on the unofficial non-league Sanctioned Fighting-type gem. There's no badge awaiting us here, but we do get the chance to pick up a Gift Pokemon for defeating the Fighting Dojo Master, specifically a Hitmonlee or a Hitmonchan. Uh, We'll also be checking out the ruckus inside the Sylph Company headquarters and tackling all the warp Tiles of Doom. Now, there's also a gift Pokemon available inside the Sylph Company tower, specifically a Lapras. Um, This isn't something that we had discussed heavily at the start of this challenge, and that's our failure. Um, We went back and forth pretty heavily before we recorded this podcast, and ultimately I think the consensus that we came to was just to make sure we were being consistent from week to week and instance to instance. Since there are multiple gift Pokemon available to us within Saffron City, just like there were within Celadon City, we're going to limit ourselves to one accepted gift. So you can either get one of the two fighting type Pokemon from the Fighting Dojo, or you can receive your free gift, Laphris inside Saffron City. Um, now, I'm I'm curious, again, I don't think that any of these Pokemon are immediate shoe-ins for team slots for any of us, but, but guys, I'm curious, do you have any thoughts yet on who you might be angling for for a gift in Saffron?
2: No. Um Um Go ahead. Master. No, I was just gonna say, I mean, I I have Austin, so I mean Lapras will be great to have, but I don't have any immediate need for it, especially since I taught it Ice Beam. Um The Hitmon Hitmonchain, the Hitmon Lee, I don't think I'm really looking to add a fighting type to the group right now. Especially since I don't remember them being that great in Gen 1.
0: Um, Hitmonlee can be really good. He has high jump kick. He's the only Pokemon in Gen 1 that learns high jump kick, which, again, hits really hard when it lands, but if it misses, does heavy recoil damage to you. Um, he's frail, though. So, again, that's another kind of fast, hard-hitting, but frail Pokemon. So, yeah, what what about you, Rohan? Do you think you know who you're getting?
1: Um... Hmm. No, I I'm kind of in the same boat. I'm leaning towards Lapras, um, but at the same time, mm, yeah, I'm I'm kind of leaning towards Lapras, but I haven't made a solid decision.
0: Lapras is definitely the more traditional pick. Like, Lapras is a really solid Pokemon. Personally, I'm met either way. Like, I have a lot of water types that I'm trying to fit onto my team already, and I already have our good, good boy, Four Loco. I don't think I'm going to need another fighting anytime soon, knock on wood. Um, but yeah, those are available to us, so we'll get to take advantage of those. Um, we will finally take on both Koga back in the Fuchsia City Gym, as well as Sabrina in the Saffron City Gym, which will bring our total back up to our. Our week number, which will be six badges at the end of week one. Um, now, there are a ton of potentially deadly fights this week to watch out for, including both our rival and Giovanni inside the Silfco Tower, as well as several gym leaders, including Sabrina, who is quite possibly the most Threatening gym leader in all of Generation One. Um, now, it, it is worth noting in particular that Rohan has a far more challenging week ahead of him than myself and Mestu. While while we have challenges because of the way the level spread works out between red, blue, and yellow, our level limit this week going in is 43. But Rohan is going to have to face both a Koga and a Sabrina who are using level 50 Pokemon. Uh, Rohane, buddy, I, again, I know that this is gonna be very challenging for you. Um have you given any thought to what strategies you might bring to those fights
1: to be successful? Um, i the strategy that I have for Sabrina honestly is tying i'm I'm tentatively thinking about using alakazam uh just because those are psychic types um or alternatively maybe leveling up Ghastly. The the tricky bit with Gen 1 is Psychic is so strong against literally everything.
0: Well, and bear in mind that the Ghastly line is poison, so it's actually weak to Psychic.
1: Yeah, so even even bringing Ghastly in is probably a terrible idea. Um, I think I'm going to have an easier time uh, with koga, and that's just because all of his stuff is bug poison, so you know a solid either bringing in magnemite um, would probably be good there, or I'm trying to think of what else would be just really good um if I get earthquake from No, I can't get Earthquake yet, because Jim's first.
0: You can do Sylph Co. before you do Koga. That is an option. Okay. Um, But with that being said, bear in mind that Koga's Pokemon are all Poison Bug, and while Poison is weak to ground, Bug resists it, so Earthquake is a neutral move.
1: Yeah, it is a neutral move. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be pretty challenging, especially with my current lineup. Like, fuck, dude. Well...
0: I'll give you just a little bit of unsolicited advice, just because you are going in at the steepest disadvantage, and you're also the least experienced of us. So while I definitely don't want to make a habit of helping my competitors uh, strategize, I feel like it's warranted in this case. Um, you shouldn't have too much problems with Koga. You have you, you have Fake Kitty, your your Alakazam, and his stab Psychic which is super effective against everything Koga has, should just rip the place to shreds. I would just make sure you leave fake kitty enough room to level up that he doesn't go over limit. Um, Sabrina is going to be hard. Sabrina's going to be really hard. Um, out of your current party, your best weapon against Sabrina is probably going to be Tom Hanks, especially now that he has hyper beam. Um, leading with a body slam, taking out a chunk of damage and then hyper beaming to finish them off
1: might be your best shot. Yeah, that sounds, that actually probably sounds like a plan. Um, Would I want to weave Rest in there at all?
0: Um, I mean, again, that's kind of up to you. Rest is not going to be particularly helpful in your playthrough because you can just use items. But it's a very useful move for PvP, so you have to balance those two competing, uh, those two competing strategiums. Alright guys, so yeah, that's going to be Gen 6 and be sure to come check it out on Twitch and and follow us to watch that. It should be a lot of fun. Particularly if you're only going to watch one of us stream this week, I would probably watch Rohane because again, he's at the steepest disadvantage so that's probably going to be a pretty entertaining stream. Um, Now last week guys, we came to you and we asked for your help getting the word out about Blastburn Radio and we're so incredibly grateful that you guys have been carrying that torch. Um, Particularly one of the most meaningful and visible ways that you can support our show and its current stage is by rating and reviewing the show on iTunes and several listeners from the Blastburn nation have done just that this week. Um, Now I'm very appreciative and I do want to take a moment to thank those people by name and to, to read those reviews online on the the podcast on recording um, for you, our listeners. Uh, Rohane, did you want to read the the first one that we got?
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So our very first review that we got on iTunes was, from a user named humble line cook. And he gave us a five star rating and he said, good show, uh, very entertaining and responsive to listeners. And that is definitely something that we try to be here at Blastburn radio. Awesome. Thank you. Humble line cook. And I actually, that name looks
0: familiar. I would have to check to be certain, but I feel like he follows us on Twitch as well. So again, thank you so much for your support on the show. I really, really appreciate it. We all appreciate that here.
2: Yes. Thank you very much.
0: Uh, Now, our second review came from user Nancy in blue, who might just be Nancy bot from the Twitch chat. I'll have to ask her the next time I see her around. I don't want to be a racist and assume that all Nancys are the same Nancy, but we do know a Nancy who's a good fan of the show. So uh, Nancy in blue says uh, that the show is highly recommended. She says it is a super fun podcast, a great source for weekly news and a perfect fit if you are into Nuzlocke runs. Uh, So once again, thank you, Nancy. We really, really appreciate the support.
2: And our last uh, review comes from Penguin Mage, who says that we are entertaining and nostalgic. Thank you very much for that. Uh, he goes on to he or she I suppose goes on to say, uh, three guys set out to tackle the Pokemon main title series in a string of nuzlocke runs, starting from Red, Blue, Yellow onward. Each host has various amounts of experience with the series, and all are likable. Well, thank you. The first episode quality is a bit sub- on the subpar side, which we knew. Uh, but every episode after that is fine. Good to know that it improved. Um, the episodes consist of the hosts detailing their experience in-game with the closeout of a few PvP matches every episode. They also stream their playthroughs during the week. All around for a new podcast. Very entertaining. Thank you very much for the detailed review, Penguin Mage. Uh, they also gave us five stars, and we really appreciate you guys coming out for us. Uh, and getting some visibility on the show.
0: Yeah, really. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Penguin Mage. Thank you, Humble Line Cook. Thank you, Nancy and Blue. And just thank you to everybody listening. We really, really do appreciate your feedback and your help in reaching a wider audience. We definitely appreciate those five stars. But even if you're not so positive on what we're doing here, we want to hear that, too. Your honest criticism is going to help us make Blastburn Radio a better podcast. Uh, So if you are a proud member of the Blastburn Nation and you want to help as well, please consider stopping by the show's page on iTunes, rating and reviewing. It really does help and we appreciate it more than we can honestly express
2: indeed we really do it it helps so much um people see reviews they're more likely to check out the show um you know people read reviews like a lot of people think that folks don't read reviews but people do read reviews and a lot of times that informs their decision about whether or not they're going to check out the podcast or buy a product um, it, it is a really big deal uh, and it attracts people to the streams so we, we can't thank you enough it's very very helpful and dead silence okay
0: well <laughs> yeah <laughs> As we just look at each other quietly. Okay, so that That's is our helpful. show for this week, guys. Um, now, as always, we do want to inform you of our streaming schedule for this week, and this one is going to be a little on the unusual side. Um, we have some plans among our hosts for the weekend, so we have to try to squeeze things a little earlier into the week than normal, just to make sure that we have plenty of time to get all the content in so that there is no delay on you guys getting a new episode of Blastburn Burn Radio to your device. Um, so, Mess Buddy, I know that you're not following your usual schedule for this week when can our listeners find you
2: streaming um i'm actually gonna be streaming tomorrow so those of you who are around uh on sunday maybe you're just at home chilling out please come join me on the stream keep me company talk to me watch me fight lots of gym fights and be generally terrified um i'm probably gonna start around four or five definitely keep tuned uh eastern time to the Blastford Radio Twitter and Facebook will be announcing stuff for sure there. I just kind of got to finalize my daily uh, weekend, I should say, chores, clean the house, do all that kind of stuff. Because as I mentioned, I have Nor'easter next weekend, so definitely going to get some of this gameplay in sooner uh, so that we can record on Friday this week instead of our normal Saturday evening.
0: Okay, awesome. And I, I'm sorry if I'm repeating you, Mess. Your your audio, at least through our chat program, was cutting in and out there a little bit. I just do want to clarify that I know that Mess said that we are recording tomorrow, but as of the release of that this podcast, that actually means today. He's doing a, a Sunday stream. So just to complete and utter transparency, that's a good and point. And Mess, buddy, where can where can our listeners find you streaming?
2: Oh, at Twitch TV uh, slash Twitch slash Engine. Um. Again, tomorrow, Sunday, the Sunday, around 4 or 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time.
0: Awesome. And now, this week, actually, we're shaking up the order as well because I... I'm going to be jumping ahead of Rohane and streaming second. Um, I am going to be doing my stream on the Monday evening that Mess is vacating. I will be starting at our normal 9 p.m. Eastern start time, and there will probably be a second day this week. There's still a lot of content to go through this week. Um, But you can catch my stream, as always, at twitch.tv slash jollybynature. Uh, Now, Rohane, buddy, when were you going to be streaming? You were staying on your normal Tuesday, correct?
1: Yes, so this Tuesday we are staying on our normal uh, normal day, however the Tuesday after uh, we might have to switch, but Tuesday, 7.30 Eastern, I might actually come on a bit earlier, maybe at 7, so be sure to follow us on Facebook just to um, be sure, but um, at least for right now it will be 7.30pm Eastern Standard Time. Twitch.tv slash Rohane Watch me go through the meat grinder
0: All right. Awesome. So once again, guys, I do just want to stress that listeners, we do want your emails. We want all your communications, whether they're emails, tweets, uh, comments on iTunes, anything of that nature. Uh, We want to hear from you, Uh, whether you're playing along with your own Nuzlocke World Tour run at home, uh, doing your own completely different challenge run that you just want to talk to us about, or if you want to give us your thoughts and feelings on the show and what we're doing, uh, please send us your emails to blastburnradio at gmail.com or tweet the show at blastburnradio on Twitter. Now, I do want to thank our host for joining us uh, this week. Rohane, where can our listeners find you and your projects online?
1: So, for my projects, they are going to be at youtube.com slash POSM Gaming. And uh, um, that's really the main one. If you want to drop me a message, you can do so at... Uh, posm gaming at gmail dot com, or even on Twitter. I'm trying to get better at Twitter. I really am. It's not easy though.
0: And I'm sorry. What was that Twitter handle, Rohan?
1: Twitter handle. at the real Rohan. I apologize. It's getting a little bit late. <laughs>
0: absolutely now mess uh, if our listeners want to contact you or check out your other projects check out mythic portal gaming how can they find you online
2: you can follow me on twitter at Meser engine you can also follow mythic portal games on facebook or twitter at mythic portal games and if you are in the new england area you can come see us at the nor'easter expo in orono Maine, uh this coming saturday and sunday uh the the 7th and the 8th um i think that's the right date's Let's see, just to be sure. Yes, the 7th and the 8th of October. So definitely come check us out. If you're in the New England area, come say hello. Uh, we would be happy to meet you.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Mess. Uh, now, once again, I have been your host this evening. I am Jolly by Nature, and you can find me streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Jolly by Nature. Uh, if you want to reach out to me or just see what I'm up to, uh, you can follow me personally on Twitter at BBR Jolly or... Or follow the show both on Twitter and Facebook at Blastburn Radio, uh, and we really appreciate those follows. Again, those are huge for visibility in the community, so they make a difference. Um, so once again, I do want to thank everyone for joining and listening in today. I want to give a special thank you, as always, to my co-hosts Messer, Engine, and Rohan for Blastburn Radio. I am jolly by nature. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time.
2: See you next week, folks. Goodbye.
0: Last Burn Radio is a production of Challenge Accepted Media. This episode was produced by Jolly by Nature, Rohane, and Messer Engine. Pokemon and all related games and characters are the property and trademark of Nintendo, Game Freak, and the Pokemon Company. Opening music in today's episode includes Game On by Fishy. Check out this and other video game remixes at ocremix.org. Closing music in today's episode is Pokemon Gold and Silver Ending Theme Arrangement by Zephyr Badge. Check out this and other tracks at soundcloud.com slash zephyr badge. Blastburn Radio and its hosts are solely responsible for its content.